listening to something else. I think you had done earlier another podcast or something. And Zone is actually a real, like a real name in your yeah. your name actually. So kind of talk about it. It's my real middle name. Yeah, I've got you know I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, the Fisher family from the east side and the Zone family from the west side of Cleveland, and uh, it's a cool middle name. But it's my mom's maiden name and uh, my middle name. And when I moved to LA, you know everything's fake in LA. Everyone's like, <laughs> "What's the deal with that?" You know, like it's made up. But no, it's it's real. It's on my driver's license. I just yeah. got to prove it. But it is my real middle name, and I guess it works well given all that I do in sports. So I'm always in the zone. Always in the zone. And it's actually funny too, because Cantley, my first name is my mom's maiden name. So it's always cool when I see people with, you know, like yeah. maiden names and stuff in there. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Nice yeah. way to you know, pay tribute to that family. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of like I was saying before this whole thing started, um, I was super inspired by your stories last week. I'm at the NBA crossover event, seeing you as another guy from Ohio. And now you're up there with Dominique Wilkins, Kareem, Sean Kemp, all these guys. I mean, kind of talk about that and how you got to this point. Thank you so much for that. It was a, it felt like a dream come true. I was pinching myself all All Star Weekend, like, how am I getting to do this? This is nuts. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, 1997, when the NBA All Star Game was in Cleveland to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the league, honor the 50 greatest players. I was just a kid. I was at the Fan Fest. It was the NBA Jam session there, going around to all the events, hearing talks, meeting players. I was able to get a ticket. It was like the last seat in the building in the wow. nosebleed seats with my dad for the all-star game back then. And it was like as good as life could be. I, it was the most fun I'd ever had. So to 25 years later, almost to the day, be in the same building where they held Fan Fest at Cleveland Public Auditorium, the NBA crossover, and to be in the arena, the same arena, obviously has been updated now, Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, for all those events, it really was a full circle dream come true for me. Uh, and I felt so lucky to be there and so grateful for the opportunity. And like you said, I was just pinching myself that I get to share the stage with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dominic Wilkins, yeah. Sean Kemp, Dikembe Mutombo, all these players I grew up idolizing. And now here I am, you know, spending a, a time on stage with them feeling like we're, we're boys, like we're friends. <laughs> it was mind blowing. Yeah, I was actually really interested when you were talking to Wally Zerbiak, because I remember his uh, his stint in Cleveland, and um, that was when I really kind of started actually paying more attention to basketball, yeah. getting more into it, and, you know, LeBron left shortly after that, but kind of talk about a guy like him, you know, being on stage with him and him sharing, you know, some of his fondest memories of being in Cleveland. That was great, too. Yeah, I've been a fan of Wally Zerbiak since he played at Miami of Ohio uh, and had a 10-year NBA career. And some of the interviews, I knew that I was going to be interviewing Dominique and uh, Kareem, Sean Kemp and Nikembe. I had time to prep and prepare. I had some note cards. Other interviews, they were like, hey, can you interview Wally Zerbiak right now? Or Gary Payton right now? And I'm oh like, uh, yes, of course yeah. I can. Yeah. But I did wasn't prepared at all. Mm -hmm. And I think just given that I'm such a big NBA fan, so passionate mm -hmm. about the game, know these guys already, I was able to just be a fan and ask them the questions that I'd always been curious about. So I guess I'm proud of those interviews, but amazing, you know, grateful that I got to have those moments because – I was just thrown into that. Honestly, Sean Kemp was running late and the yeah. audience was full. And what are we going to do with the like, you know, hundreds of people in the audience? Well, Wally Zerbiak was walking around. So <laughs> we just decided to interview him. And, uh, you know, that, that was that was really fun getting to chat with with someone like that too, uh, impromptu spur of the moment. It was actually funny because I think I was looking at kind of the rundown of how, you know, everything was working that day. 
And I saw where he was going to be at one of the booths. I can't remember which one it was, but, you know, I was trying to kill some time before I came over to the Sean Kemp and the mm-hmm. Kimbe Matumbo thing. So I was like, I'll go over here and see, you know, what Wally Zerbiak's up to. But I didn't see him out there. So I said, well, I'll just head over to, you know, go over here early. And then that's when I saw you were interviewing him. So I was like, oh, okay, well, like maybe this is kind of like something's going on with Kemp and the, uh, <laughs> Matumbo. I don't know. But it's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah. It was run a little bit late. You know, All-Star Weekend, late nights, people got a lot of places to be. So uh, while we were killing time mm-hmm. before I interviewed Sean Kemp and Dikembe, well, you know, you never know who you're going to meet at All-Star Weekend. And Roman the Hall was Wally Zerbiak. So <laughs> we grabbed him and got to do a, a fun little like 20 minute interview with him. Yeah, that was definitely cool. One of the things that uh, Sean Kemp did say that I thought was kind of interesting was he said people will approach guys like him and Matumbo and say, oh, like you guys are great, but they'll look at somebody like Bill Russell and be like, no, he's he's actually great. Do you kind of feel like there's levels to greatness when you're talking to these guys or are they all kind of just, you know, stars in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely when chatting with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it does feel a little bit different, you know, someone who's accomplished so much. There is sort of like this upper echelon of NBA great where all the all-stars, even all the Hall of Famers turn. And as Sean Kemp said, when Bill Russell walks into the room, no matter who's there, all-stars, Hall of Famers, basketball legends, they all stand up, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like pay your respects to one of the greats of all time. So yeah, you can definitely feel it with some some guys. I mean, I'm like so not starstruck, but in mm-hmm. awe of so many of these players yeah. uh, just because I grew up and have so many memories watching them. But yeah, there's definitely uh, like an elite level. If, if Michael Jordan walks into the room, you like feel his aura, you feel his presence. Who is who are some of the players you you hope to interview one day? Because I know I know you will. Who are some of the guys on your oh, list? Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I mean LeBron James. Uh, I've got a chance to meet him a couple of times, but I've never nice. interviewed him. That would be amazing. Uh, he's my favorite player of all time. He's around the we're around the same age. I grew up in Cleveland. I went to his games in high school before wow. he made it to the NBA and was already a LeBron fan. And then when he's drafted by my favorite team, the Cavs, <laughs> and just his whole journey. He, he would probably be tops on my list of someone that I would love to interview one day. And uh, I've, I've met Charles Barkley several times wow. uh, and Shaquille O'Neal. And they're exactly like you see on television, like the yeah. same personality, persona, so fun, so cool. Mm-hmm. But I've never like interviewed them in the t- same type of setting that I've had on a podcast or, or mm-hmm. on stage. So doing an extended conversation with either of them would be amazing too, just because Obviously, they had uh, amazing basketball careers, but what they've done since playing basketball is equally, if not even more impressive. Yeah, no, I, I believe that. Charles Barkley is definitely somebody I'd love to talk to one day. He's just such a funny person to me. I just, I don't know why I've always found him to be so funny. Totally. Definitely. No filter, you know, it just speaks from the heart. It just comes out. Speaking yeah. about, you know, speaking of being a Cavs fan, um, it seems like the last, you know, decade or a little bit longer, it's kind of been like a roller coaster for them with, you know, LeBron being there, leaving, coming back. And now you look at their team now. Um, kind of talk about, you know, just the whole journey of being a cast. And I mean, the championship of down three to one, coming back, winning. I mean, it's been, it's definitely been emotional for you, I'm sure. Well, being a Cleveland sports fan is not easy. I mean, <laughs> like so many of our moments are yeah. known by one word or one phrase, and they all resulted in heartbreak, the drive, the fumble, the shot game seven then the decision you know there's like a moniker for all these things that equate to cleveland fans being disappointed so then finally for that to be rewritten by 
the return and the block and the shot <laughs> and you know LeBron we we win it all with the Cavs in 2016 I was there for game seven in <sighs> Oakland it was amazing one of the best moments of my life for sure I started crying like a little baby I couldn't believe that it happened wow, uh, it, it was amazing and it's so much sweeter I mean mm-hmm. no offense to like Lakers fans or Celtics fans but like when they win that's like what they expect when you won you're going for number 18 or something it's like I don't think it feels the same as that first one or when a Cleveland team wins it means just so much more to everyone because we've been through so much together and we've come so close and hadn't reached the mountaintop so nothing will ever top that feeling in 2016 coming back from down 3-1 beating the team the Warriors who had the greatest regular season record of all time it's like storybook stuff and as amazing of a career as LeBron has had winning championships for three different franchises Mm. I think that is his crowning achievement, what he did in 2016. And his career is that comeback, that championship. And it's been the best. And then obviously LeBron, when he left again, you know, the second time to go to the Lakers, I don't even know the Cavs fans could really blame him, you know, because we, we won. He, he yeah. accomplished what he set out to do. So we're kind of happy for him. And the fact now that the Cavs have been able to rebuild and have this young core of Darius Garland and, Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro, Jared Allen. It's like, there's guys that like, yeah, there's something there and it's working. The Cavs have been playing incredible in the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. I was hoping they would show promise and maybe fight for a play-in seed. I didn't think we'd be like battling for home court advantage in the postseason. I know better than I think anyone expected. I even got, I got a chance to interview Evan Mobley and I was like, be honest, like, did you expect to be this good? Or you got to like, he was like, no, he didn't think they would be this good. Uh, So everyone's a little surprised by it and it's been great. And it's like, just the energy of this team really Mm -hmm. like showcases a lot of what Cleveland is all about. Never quit underdog don't be counted out play hard toughness you know like the vibe of this team is the vibe of the city and it's brought uh you know a lot of basketball fans like you know reason to be really proud about the Cavs again which is exciting it's a it's kind of funny because I've heard a lot of people try to compare this Cavs team this year to you know last year's Hawks and Knicks but to me they just feel they just feel different they don't feel how those teams felt last year I think this could you know they can keep building on this and actually be, you know, make some championship, make some championship runs the next couple of years. I mean, I think that's fair to say to you. Uh, Maybe you never know. I wouldn't count them out. I mean, they're playing really well. And if this young core just Mm. keeps getting better and they add more pieces to it, more draft picks, maybe some free agents, maybe Mm. LeBron wants to finish his career in Cleveland. I don't know. One (laughs) last year. I don't know. Something like that. Like I, I think they could be a contender, a real Mm. title contender sooner than everyone thought that they could be. Yeah. What did you think of the addition of uh, Karis LeVert when they got when they picked him up? It was great. I yeah. love Karis LeVert. Uh, Karis LeVert's another guy who's an Ohio guy. He's from mm-hmm. Ohio. Uh, been rooting for him his whole career. Another guy who's like an underdog, overlooked, and uh, um, a really talented player. And it just is a signal when the Cavs made that trade for Karis LeVert that like they want to win right now. Like they yeah. want to go for it. They're not in rebuilding mode. They're mm-hmm. in like, let's see how far we can go. And like right now, let's see how far we can go and build upon this. So I think that was a great deal. It's pretty wild that that big James Harden trade, when he went from Houston to Brooklyn, that somehow within all of that, the Cavs ended up getting Jared Allen and yeah. Karen Levert. Like funny how it kudos works. To, kudos to Kobe Altman and the front office of the Cavs pulling that off. It's amazing. Yeah, 
doing a great job. And, and one of the last things I did want to ask you, you know, um, just being a fan growing up in Cleveland during that time, um, this Bulls and Cavs rivalry that I'm sure you witnessed many of the games Michael Jordan uh, played against the Cavs in the postseason. And you were talking about the shot earlier. Kind of talk about some of those games and, you know, go into them, experience them firsthand. Well, I first fell in love with the game of basketball when the Cavs were really good with Mark mm -hmm. Price, Brad Doherty, Larry Nance, Hot Rod Williams, Craig Elo, Gerald Wilkins, Terrell Brandon. Like, I loved those teams. And because those Cavs were so good, I think that's one of the reasons I love basketball so much. I remember going to Richfield Coliseum and those games and cheering them on and just like, it was so much fun. And it always felt like if it weren't for one guy, Michael uh -huh. Jordan, we could have gone to the NBA finals. We could have been the team in the East, but so many teams have the same story. They were good teams, but Michael Jordan got in the way. And you just got to like, I grew up just like despising Michael Jordan <laughs> for that reason. Yeah. And then at some point, not just with me, probably most people, it switched to just mm. being like, you got to respect him. And it turned into respect of like how good he is and how consistent he is that he is just a winner all the time, does what it takes to win ruthless. And obviously watching like the last dance documentary brought back all those memories uh, again, seeing the greatness of Michael Jordan. And it, it was tough being a Cavs fan because you had to go up against MJ. You couldn't make it out of the East when he was there in his prime, but I still have fond memories of all those Cavs teams. And part of the Cleveland fan, sports fan identity is tied with like, ah, uh, so close. And so close. while I don't want that to be the narrative, I don't know, it makes us stronger and tougher. And that like is what we're all about too anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I have it no other way. Definitely. And I, I always like to end these with, uh, you know, a fun question for, for people. If you had to make a Cavs starting five right now, all time, you can pick anybody. Who would they be? Oh man, all time, and I got to go like by the position, yeah, like by position. You have a six man too. You have a six six man. Oh, this is hard. Okay, well, point <laughs> guard has got to be Mark Price. Okay, uh, Mark Price, uh, I think, is the the best Cavs point guard of all time. Even though I don't know, some people would say maybe Kyrie Irving. I'm gonna go Mark Price at point okay. guard. Shooting guard. All right, I'll put I'll put uh, because we won the championship. You know, uh, I, I'm gonna put Kyrie Irving at shooting guard. Okay. He'll be the two guard. So okay. Mark Price at point guard, Kyrie at shooting guard, small forward, LeBron James. Only option, obviously. Yeah. Uh, power forward is gonna be Larry Nance. Okay. At power forward and at center. This is between either. Brad Doherty or Zydrudis Olgowskis. Oh, okay. I feel like we've got the Cavs represented from the like 80s, early 90s era with Mark Price and with Larry Nance on the team. And to be honest, when I was becoming a Cavs fan, Brad Doherty had a lot of knee back trouble. He was injured all the time. So yeah. I'm going to go with Big Z, Zydrudis Olgowskis in his prime because that was like my prime coming up as a Cavs fan living in Cleveland. He was our best player. Yeah. So Big Z at center. And that is my all-time Cavs starting five. Price, Irving, LeBron, Nance, and Ilgowskis. And apologies to all of the other <laughs> players that are out there. There's a lot of great players. Even, you know, maybe one day that'll be Evan Mobley at center. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but that's that that'll be it. And then uh, I don't know, sixth man. Let's go with um, uh, I don't know. Uh, either Anderson Verjao or 
or uh, Terrell Brandon off the oh. bench. Oh, okay. That's a that's a solid group. Okay, yeah. It's a pretty Thank solid you. group. I like it. Not I bad. like that. But Jason, <laughs> uh, before we hop off of here, tell people where they can find you on social media and the rest of your content. Yeah, definitely give me a follow on Instagram is the best place where I'm, you can see everything that I'm doing, tons of adventures, hosting a lot of shows with the NBA uh, and various other places. And Jay-Z Fish, J-Z-F-I-S-H, that is the best place to follow me uh, on social media, Twitter, but especially Instagram, J-Z-F-I-S-H. Give me a follow. Uh, I'll hit you back. DM me if you listen to this uh, or watch this great interview. And uh, hopefully I'll be coming back to Cleveland again sometime soon. I'm always there and always a diehard Cavs fan, Clevelander for life. There you go. I actually wore this to represent today. So it was, it was it. in the cards. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Keep yes, doing sir. what you're doing, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it.